What's going on, everybody? This is Coach here with the first ever episode, what is it, four, five, whatever it is, of Movie Fix. And my guest today, you all know him, you all love him, Link. What's going on, guys? How you doing, so Coach? Link, man, I'm doing great. What's going on with you, dude? This is actually the first time we've actually spoke to each other. Yeah, it's, uh, well, directly, I'd say. I know we, uh like to talk on discord and stuff with everybody but yeah yeah first time we've actually talked directly first time that you and i've been on any type of show together um you know so if you aren't a regular member of tx3 productions uh link is what would you say our pr coordinator is that the best way to put it yeah i'm, I'm just the pr guy it's it's just uh, just the pr guy yeah. look at him being all humble and whatnot i try man i try i gotta I got to keep myself in check. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, so, and, uh, you're also one of the rotating chairs on nerd to the third and maybe the bonus cast that they do for apex legends. And that's what the hub cast. Yes, sir. Um, I do both of those somewhat regularly. Um, but my main focus has been kind of the outreach to the community via discord, Twitter and stuff like that. So, but I love getting on the shows whenever I can, just because, I like getting getting to talk and people actually wanting to listen to me for once. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> people listen to you more often than you think. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Your opinion matters, man. We all learned that from uh, you know past elections and whatnot. Everybody's opinions matter. There you go. Um, so here's the deal, guys. I have decided we are officially going to change. Uh, our movie rating system and reason for this because i was really at odds about saying rent it um if you've noticed i've, I've said a lot of times oh yeah it's a streaming you know uh, yeah it's something good to watch on tv but i never actually use the rating of rent it um and part of that reason is because people don't really rent movies anymore like yeah there's Redbox, and yeah you can rent something on amazon um but you know you just don't think of it as renting you think of it as streaming if it's on amazon so, you know, 90% of what we do is streaming uh, of some sort, whether we pay for it or not. And so I just wanted to change the ratings. So here's how the ratings go. You will now have full price, matinee, stream it, watch on TV, don't watch, and why does this exist? Those are the ratings that we're going to go with from now on. And again, I feel like it just fits more with how I viewed television and slash or movies and how i watch movies i couldn't tell you the last time i actually red boxed a movie or paid money to rent a movie uh it's just very few and far in between um so that's the rating change we're going to go with um but before we so before we get started with the weekend box office i just want to let everybody know that we are currently working on something to do to build up to uh Endgame, the Avengers Endgame movie. So just keep in mind, we're going to do something special for Endgame. It's not quite official yet, but we got a couple of things in the background lurking. So just be on the lookout for those announcements, which will probably be dropped by my man Link here. And so with that, we're going to go right into the weekend box office. All right, so Link, let me just tell you, uh, most of the time we look at this, 
we go one through ten, and we really like to discuss the weekend gross and the total gross, how many weeks has been out, and we're just going to kind of chit-chat a little bit about these movies. So, Fair enough? That sounds great. All right. So, number one, we still have sitting at the top Captain Marvel. Weekend gross, $67 million. Total gross, $264 million, almost 265 and it's only two weeks in. Now, Link, you have seen this movie, correct? Yes. Yes, sir, I have. Okay. So, uh, here's what we're going to do. I have, you know, for those that listened to last week, I hadn't seen the movie last week just because of different life things. I have now seen Captain Marvel. So, we are going to hold off on the conversation about kind of Captain Marvel until the review section. Um, but the most noticeable thing about Captain Marvel being in at number one, it is actually past Captain America Winter Soldier, which I think is the best Marvel movie done to date outside of maybe Infinity War. Um, but it is definitely the best like solo movie that they have done. Um, so that's the real important thing about this is that is shattering records is only going to get bigger. Uh, and it's very exciting to see where that goes. Number two, wonder park. Now this is the little animated movie. Uh, is put out by Paramount, uh, 15 million, almost 16 first week. Uh, link, do you know anything about wonder park? I do. I've actually, uh, seen it. So, Oh yeah. Um, Wonder Park is one of those fun, imaginative movies you wish you had as a kid. Um, and I don't want to get too much into a review of it just because I think the audience that wants to see that will already go see that movie because that's just the style it is. But I do have an overall, an overall rating for it if you are interested in that. We will hold that. Until the reviews, my friend. Ah, there you go. We'll hold that until the reviews. Ho, ho, you got to stay tuned, listeners, because now you're trapped if you want to hear Link's rating on Wonder Park. I'm excited. Uh, you know, so I, what, what do you think about it pulling in $15 million? Uh, do you think that that sounds about right for this type of movie? or? So, fun fact about me, I actually used to uh, work at a movie theater. And um, we always noticed at our particular movie theater in the area we were, kids' movies always did amazing. Um, but Wonder Park honestly could not have picked a worse time to come out, in my opinion, because the parents of the kids who are going to the movies to see this kind of movie can get away with bringing them to Captain Marvel and not necessarily bring them to Wonder Park, in my opinion. And I know it's not the exact same weekend release date, but I think if they would have waited a couple more weeks, it probably would have been in their best interest. But uh, fifteen million is still respectable. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's something I hadn't even really considered. Uh, you know, not only was Captain Marvel last weekend, but you also had How to Train Your Dragon uh, four weeks ago, which we're going to talk about in just a second. But so really, within that three to four week span, you've had you know, one and a half will say kids movies going to see a third might be a little bit tough. Wouldn't you think now I would think maybe if you have very young kids, you wouldn't necessarily take them to captain Marvel. Um, I, I'm not too sure. Maybe even how to train your dragon three. If you hadn't seen the original two, I don't know if you are inclined to see it. Um, but yeah, that's a great point. Uh, so that, that's interesting to keep an eye on, just see how long it stays in this top 10. Uh, but number three, we have Five Feet Apart, 13 million. Then, uh, you know, week number one. Now, Five Feet Apart, uh, I don't know a whole lot about it. I, the way I understand it is that it is some type of drama uh, dealing with uh, two kids, maybe, that have cancer. 
and they can't be any more than five feet apart, otherwise they die. Um, so, what, what do you think about that, Link? Every, every time I hear a movie that comes out with some sort of premise um, about two teenagers that have some sort of fatal disease, uh, as wrong as it may be, I kind of roll my eyes, and I don't really pay attention to it. The one thing I will say this movie has going for it is the main premise of the whole being five feet apart thing. Um, I, I think that can add an interesting twist on it. But personally, it's not one that I'm probably going to partake in seeing. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, you know, that's my basic understanding of this movie is that it's a typical teenage romance type ordeal. Um, fun fact... Uh, Cole Sprouse is in this, so if you're a Sweet Life of Zack and Cody fan, there you go. Um, and I don't really have much to say about this movie. I think maybe at some point I see this, particularly, and you know, I know that you're married, um, so maybe if your wife wants to watch it, or if my girlfriend wants to watch it, I'll probably watch it then. Um, but this definitely seems like a movie you just kind of watch when it's on Netflix, when it's on Amazon, to me. Right. That's the way I view it. Right. I, I think you're 100% right on that. I think it's one of those movies that you don't know when it comes out, and then all of a sudden it's out, and it's like, oh, it's on Netflix, you know, grab grab some popcorn. I guess we're watching this. So Yeah, and, and maybe a box of tissues or something. Yeah. Right? yeah. I, I don't know. Exactly. Uh, but number four, How to Train Your Dragon, uh, The Hidden World. This is the third in the trilogy. Uh, weekend gross, $9.2 million, $135 million gross, uh, four weeks out. Uh, so it broke its budget. The budget was at 129. It has surpassed the budget. So now we're talking about all profit. Uh, now, have you seen all the How to Train Your Dragon movies, Link? Uh, I have, yes, sir. And and how do you feel about them? Um, I like them to the extent that I got pleasure from watching them the first time. I it's not a series that I'd want to go back and rewatch or anything like that by any means. But I did think a lot of the animation work that went into it was nothing short of spectacular so yeah it's a lot of fun to watch yeah this series i've said it many times i never got a chance to watch it it is on my bucket list on my to watch list i just haven't got around to it um but i think that's all we need to say about that number five tyler perry's and medea family funeral uh 7.8 million 58 million total third week out um I made mention of this a few weeks ago. I think this is more of a, a South movie. Like, people in the South appreciate Tyler Perry movies more than people, like, in the North, maybe. Um, just because I think it's a little bit more relatable to the South. Um, but ha- have you seen any of the Tyler Perry movies? Are you a big fan or anything of that sort? So, for me, I have seen, I believe, all of them. I believe. there There's so many that come out between the Medea series and... Tyler Perry's actual drama series, but I believe I've seen all of them. I do agree to your point that it appeals to certain demographics, and one of them is Southerners more than anything. Um, but anymore for me, the series, especially for Medea, has become more of a kind of forgotten thought to me. So uh, I'm kind of past the point where I would care to go see it and get a lot of enjoyment out of it, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I said this a couple of weeks ago, but I went and seen this with my dad because he enjoys them, and it was a bit rough for me to for me to sit through. Uh, I, I'm definitely burnt out on them. Uh, I think it's one of those things that if he decides to come out with one in 10 years, I'm all over it. 
Um, but right now, he can totally be done, and I'm good with it. All right, so number six. This is a bit of a weird one. I've never even heard of this movie. This must be some type of foreign something or another. Uh, number six is No Manches Frida 2. No Manches Frida. I, I don't know. 3.8 million, you know, first week. Uh, no clue what this movie is at all. I've never even heard of it. Uh, I mean, do you know, have you even heard anything about this or what this is or anything of that sort? So I know it's produced, and this is just research that I did just before the show to be completely transparent, but I know it's produced by a sister company of Lionsgate, um, and it is a Hispanic-based movie. Um, but aside from that, I do not know this from Bob when we're talking about movies. So, no, I'm, I'm completely blind. I know it's its first week, and it did a it did a pretty respectable number considering it's going up, the movies it's going up against. So, I'm just not familiar with it. Yeah, I'm, I have no clue, man. That one kind of blows me away that it made it. Right. Uh, again, I think that this is another tale of the movies that are just out right now as a whole, uh, that it's able to crack the top 10. It's just a little bit on the strange side for me. Uh, number seven, Captive State, 3.1 million, uh, first week. Um, this is a bit of a odd one. This one actually has John Goodman in it. Um, so the fact that it hasn't done just a little bit better is a little bit weird, but a lot of people don't even recognize that this movie is out. Um, there's some type of sci-fi movie, uh, basically where the extraterrestrial force is, you know, something from space has taken over a community or maybe the world for a decade, and it's set in that timepiece. You know, it's it's labeled a sci-fi thriller. And like I said, it's got John Goodman in it. So it's got, you know, a, a pretty big name actor in it. Um, I, I mean, what, what do you know about this movie there, Link? Uh, very little, once again, pardon my ignorance. But I did know John Goodman was in it. I loved the poster for it. The poster looked absolutely sick. If you haven't seen it, I'd recommend looking it up. Um, but aside from that, I am not very familiar with even the plot line in the movie or anything to that nature. Yeah, I mean... Basically, aliens took over, I, I guess it was the, the Earth, and it's been a decade, and now they're trying to take it back. But you're totally right. The The actual poster itself does look pretty sweet. Right. So, you know, that's, again, probably one when it comes out on Netflix I'll check out. Uh, and really quickly, because we talked about these last three a lot in the last few weeks, uh, Lego Movie 2, the second part, 2.1 million, 101 million total. Uh, six weeks in, good movie, not great. Um, you know, are you a big fan of the Lego movies? Um, I'm a fan of their comedy. I won't, I won't say I'm a huge fan to the point where I go out and buy a ticket day one every time. But if I can watch them in passing, I appreciate the sort of dry, smart humor they like to interject. But as far as the actual movie itself, I'm not always that impressed. So, so you're more of the I'll watch the clips on YouTube and get my five minutes of laughter in and be done with it. Yep. Yep, that's exactly it. That's a good way to yeah. point it, actually. That's a, you know, that's a real thing with some of these comedies. You can get totally get by with just watching a couple of YouTube clips and you'll get the whole movie. Uh, so, not a bad deal there. Number nine, Alita Battle Angel, uh, 1.9, 81 million total. 
five weeks. Uh, and again, the budget was sitting at $170 million. So easy to say this movie is a hard flop. Um, man, and, and this is the last movie that Fox has put out since the uh, merge with Disney. Uh, since that has become official, not to say they're not releasing more, but... Uh, that's tough. Uh, you, did you go see Alita? I, I did. It was actually a very pleasing, surprising movie. I didn't expect it to be, but I thought it was really good, actually. Um, and once again, all these movies on the list, you can make this argument for, but they release so close to what's going to wind up being top three, top four movie of the year in Captain Marvel that it, it's kind of crazy that... They managed to pull the money they did. But this one, out of everyone on the top ten, I think is the most surprising, and it's in a bad way. I mean, it pulled a respectable $2 million on its fifth week, but even still, like you said, they're they're 50% under budget still. Like, they, they did yeah. not expect it to do this poorly, I believe. Well, you know, this actually, it was actually delayed. I think it was supposed to come out, like, last summer, and they pushed it to February. And their thought was probably that it would have less competition if they released it, you know, early to mid-February. Right. And it did, and people just didn't go and see it. Uh, I think it's a case where the marketing didn't do the movie justice. Um, and so it's really disappointing for me that we're probably not going to get the sequel that the movie promised. Because uh, I was kind of all about the sequel and the movie itself I really really liked so a little bit disappointing in that area uh, and sitting at number 10 uh, we have Green Book still 1.25 million uh, you know 82 million gross doesn't really matter 18 weeks it's still sitting there in the top 10 um, so <sighs> somehow it's still there not much else we can say about it because we've tried to talked about it off and on for three weeks but it is a tremendous feat that this movie is 18 weeks and it's still in the top 10. I know it, that a lot of that is probably due to the Oscar buzz, but still pretty good. It's impressive. Yeah. Very impressive. Uh, so link just quick overlook of the top 10 here. What, what do you, is there anything that really stands out to you? Like, what do you think overall about this top 10? Once again, it goes back to, all nine of these movies are competing against one of the top three or four movies of the year. But for me, if if I would say there's any surprises, I think Alita gets it just because of how poorly that movie was received. And I wasn't necessarily excited, but I went and saw it, right? So uh, I'm not sure exactly what went wrong or what wasn't marketed correctly but something needs to be looked at there the the other one that i'd like to kind of give a round of applause to would be how to train your dragon because i believe they're four weeks into that stint and they're already past budget so they're like you said they're just getting pure profit and that's the kind of movie that's going to sell so many copies when it comes to dvds or digital downloads that it's gonna more than double its profit by the time it starts going to that after theater market. So um, those would be my oh, two yeah. that I would look at personally. Oh yeah, for sure. And you know, Nick, uh, or was it? Nick? Yeah, it was Nick. Uh, Nick mentioned, I think on episode two, maybe, you know, that he doesn't necessarily want to see another, how to train your dragon, but if it makes money like that, it's, they're going to make another one at some point. Right. Uh, so 
there's that. But that is the top 10 for the weekend box office. And now we are going to shift right in to movie reviews. All right, so we are now going to be talking a little bit of Wonder Park and Captain Marvel once again, because I finally seen that movie. Uh, so first thing we're going to do, we're going to talk about a little bit of an appetizer called Wonder Park. And Link, you've actually seen this movie. I have. Um, Wonder Park, for those of you who don't know, is a kid-based fantasy that essentially expounds on the thought that many of us had when we were kids about what if we owned our own theme park myself um i'm from florida and i know coaches uh over here in the southeast a big part of our market is tourist spots um i.e up in georgia you have six flags and stuff down here in florida you have disney and it was always great to go but we didn't always get to go because everything became so expensive so the thought of having your own theme park for a day, even even if just for a day, was an amazing thought. And that's kind of what this movie poked at for me. The movie overall was, I believe, about an hour and a half to two hours long. Uh, it didn't feel that long. It was new. It was a good concept. Uh, the artwork and animation was second to none honestly i was actually super impressed i thought i wasn't gonna like it as much especially since i've been spoiled by little cgi effects and like mcu movies and stuff like that but the animation was solid it was a fun movie to watch we had a blast watching it and i i genuinely enjoyed it that being said the physical contents the meat and bones of the movie if you will the story was subpar at best it introduced a concept that was really good and really cool but then all of a sudden just made it not very valuable to you as a watcher um so i found myself about an hour in the movie just being like well i know what the point is but maybe there's another subplot that's coming up that i don't know about but that never happened so in my opinion, for the movie rating system, which, by the way, Coach, I absolutely love the fact that you have a category on there called Why Does This Exist? That's like my favorite thing for a rating ever. And I really wish I could say it for this movie just so I could say it. But this one for me is a stream it movie. And, and what that means to me is if I found out that this movie was going to be on Netflix, on Hulu, on whatever streaming service at my home. I wouldn't just passively watch it. I would make an attempt to sit down with my wife and watch it because it's fun. It's exciting. It's a good entertaining uh, thing to have in front of you, but it's not necessarily worth getting up, driving, buying popcorn, everything like that to go to a movie theater to see it. And I, while I think the animation is top-notch, I don't feel that necessarily seeing it on the quote-unquote big screen made it any better, if you will, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, totally. I, I said, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago when I talked about Alita, that you need that's one of those movies you kind of need to see in theater just for the grand spectacle of it. Right. Um, and the movie itself, uh, Wonder Park, is actually only an hour and 25 minutes. Um, so it's a really short movie. Um, 
so let me ask you this about you're talking about the subplots and that sort of thing was the story i know it's a kid movie but was the story directly targeted for kids or was there like a little bit of adult humor where, where adults can go and or, or can see this movie and get a lot of appreciation for it i felt like as an adult you could still get appreciation for it it's just whether you're a kid or an adult if you understand what the main plot is it's kind of boring now kids are much more forgiving of this right because there's all sorts of things going around them there's animals that are talking there's uh, roller coasters going around that's what captures them but for me as a paying adult it didn't necessarily capture me and and granted i'm not its target audience i realize that right for all of you screaming at the podcast right now i am not five to twelve years old um wanting to see this movie i get that but at the same time the plot could have been better to where it not only keeps me entertained but the 13 14 year old audience who has to go and see it with their parents and their little brother or sister it could have kept them entertained but it failed to reach that level unfortunately and that's just for me so like would you would you say that maybe uh you know, if you were younger, you would be all over this movie? Or would, is this more of a, this is just an okay movie in general? Oh, for sure, 100%. If I was younger, like 10 or 11, like I said, I don't know how normal this is, and maybe I just sound completely dumb, but <laughs> the the whole thought of, like, having a separate section of your life that nobody else can access that's like a roller coaster area and talking animals and stuff like that, that was the dream. Like, that's pretty cool oh, to yeah. me. So I think I would have really, really enjoyed, like, the quote-unquote fantasy of it when I was younger. Um, and I even did as an adult, so that should tell you something. But right. um, looking at it realistically as I'm paying money to see this movie, you know, as us grumpy adults do, I didn't think it was worth the the money that I put forth to see it just based on the actual contents of the movie, if that makes sense. Right, right, right. Okay. Well, that's interesting to know. And that's good to know. Um, cause I was going to see this movie. Um, but for whatever reason, the show times in my area have been really wonky lately, like with my work schedule. Um, and I'm a school teacher, so it's not like I have a crazy schedule. Um, but, uh, you know, there'd be a movie at like 7.30 and no other time in the afternoon. Uh, so it's been a little bit more difficult to see it, but I had planned on seeing this. Uh, so I'm really glad that you had. Um, so there you go. It's a stream it, solid rating. Uh, and, and I also want to throw this out there. Just because I don't, or Link or whoever comes on the show, does not give a movie a, you know, a full price, a matinee, does not mean that it's not a good movie. The, you know, a stream it is a solid movie. Um, you know, if you want to think about it on a temp scale, it's kind of like a five or a six, you know? Um, and I don't know, for some reason, I just want to make that clear. I, I, you know, just because we don't give it the highest rating doesn't mean it's a bad movie. Unless we say straight out, right, it's a bad movie. Yeah, for sure. Um, Stream it, to me, is respectable because I don't know about you, Coach, but for me to sit down and dedicate an hour of my time to watching something on netflix or hulu or an hour or two i mean that takes a lot like you have to draw me in to do that right because i'm a very unfocused person when i'm at home and so when i could be sitting here 
playing a video game or talking to my wife or cooking dinner or running out to do whatever we got to do for me to sit down at home for two straight hours and watch your movie. That's respectable. Like you have, you have gotten my attention at that point. Oh yeah, for sure. So I just want to throw that out there. And as always, you know, all ratings for anything, video games, movies, whatever is always going to be, you know, opinionated. So just take that for the grain of salt that it is. And I just want to throw that out there. All right, so now, here we go talking about Captain Marvel. And like I said, I'm probably the worst, uh, you know, movie podcast host in the history of movie podcast hosts because I didn't see Captain Marvel uh, to talk about it on the first week that it came out. Um, But I went and seen it. So I really want to get my thoughts because JB last week talked about it so highly. And, man, this movie was a bit of a slog for me. Um... And I don't know what it is. It felt like two totally different movies. Uh, there was the first hour of the movie where, I'll be honest, I didn't quite know what was happening. Now, th- you're talking to a guy as well that is not big into comics. So I don't know the canon or the lore of anything of Captain Marvel outside of what is presented to me through the Disney Marvel movies. And that's the way it is for all these superhero movies, right? So I don't know, you know... Who the Kree are, I didn't know who the Scrolls were. Like, I mean, I knew a little bit about them because they've been in some of the other Marvel movies. But that's about it. So, when you start this movie, and they're talking about the Kree and the Scrolls are having this big war. For what? Like, like was there some type of dispute? Was it just the Scrolls are just that bad of guys? I mean, what were the reasons they were fighting for? Um, I also didn't quite understand... Um, what the original mission that our team that the Krees go out for in the first place was like, I understand they were trying to pick up some type of spy or something. I don't consider the spores just like in the first, like 15 minutes, but basically Captain Marvel's crew goes out to find a Kree spy on this other planet that happened to be filled with scrolls. And I don't quite know what the purpose was outside of, getting this guy. So I, the big thing was I didn't have a clue what they were fighting this war for outside of they were fighting this war. Um, and then beyond that, I could never get past how Samuel L. Jackson looked like he looked good, but here's the thing. I'm young enough to have never seen young Sam Jackson, uh, for the most part. So it kind of threw me for a loop, this whole movie that he was de-aged by 30, 40 years or however long he's been de-aged by in this movie. Um, And there was a lot of different plot holes for me. Now, I will say, once it... Some of the flashbacks that occur about midway through to the last quarter of the movie, the movie completely flipped a switch for me, and I was good. Um, We all know that the Marvel movies try to have some sense of uh, humor into it. I didn't laugh a single time in this movie until close to the very end. And if you've seen the movie, you know which parts I'm talking about with this stupid cat. Um, so, and even then, the cat wasn't this shining thing for me. So everybody's talking about Goose the Cat. I didn't get it. I don't know what I'm missing with this movie. I did not enjoy this movie that much. Um, there was a lot of winks and nods to the 90s, which is all nice and everything. Um, but I did not laugh. or I didn't. I really didn't have a good time until the last... 30, 40 minutes of this movie, if that. Uh, so it's almost like I'm on two different scales. If I was to give the first part of the movie until the 
you know, I guess kind of the climax, the pre-climax, I guess you could say. You know, I would give this movie, you know, a watch on TV. Uh, this movie fell a lot in line with uh, the first Captain America movie for me in terms of where it ranks in terms of the, the Marvel movies. I did not enjoy this movie a whole lot. Um, also, um, there was a lot of plot holes. I mentioned that before. And we're going to talk about the plot holes in a minute because for the first time ever on Movie Fix, we're going to have a little bit of a spoiler section. Um, I don't... I don't know what I missed with this movie. Uh, so, you know, I said a watch on TV if I was looking at the first hour. And then the second half, even with the second half, if I put everything together, I'm talking about maybe, a, you know, a, a mid-stream it level. You know, low to mid-level stream movie. Uh, I have no desire to watch this movie again. Um, you know, what, what, what did you think about the movie, Link? Wow, so... When you originally asked me to come on Movie Fix, I was super excited uh, for one reason, and it was Captain Marvel, um, to give kind of my opinion on this, because I know I speak a lot with Nick and Nate, and uh, obviously they're nose deep in comics a lot, um, and they understand it, even to a greater point than I do a lot of times. Um, I knew the background to the Captain Marvel movie, I knew the scrolls. I, I had I had heard all this. I knew basically uh, a little bit about where they were going to go and how it was going to lead into future events. But as a moviegoer and as someone watching this movie from an outside perspective, this movie was terrible. I thank you. I, I thought I was the only one. No. I'm so glad you said that. I was worried. <laughs> oh no. And now I'm happy you said it. Oh no. I, oh man, I feel vindicated. I've I uh I did not appreciate this movie. I normally any MCU movie that comes out, I am typically low to medium excited for. I go see in theaters week 3, week 4, week 5, um or maybe even wait till it comes out because I, I've just gotten this way, but I even said on our Nerd to the Third podcast that this is the most excited I've been for an MCU movie um, since the last Avengers movie. And besides the Avengers line, I'm pretty sure this is the most excited I was for an individual movie to come out in the MCU ever. So for me to go see it and get let down in the way I did, and maybe it was because of my expectations... Look, if you're a comic book fan and you're an MCU fan and you followed the whole series top to bottom and you know what's going on, you've already watched this movie. So my review is kind of a uh, mute point for you guys, um, right? And I respect that because, trust me, if they told me they were coming out with a MCU movie that was very similar to this in the near future, just for the continuity of the entire series, I'd go watch it. But... For those of you who aren't super deep into the MCU or don't really like it, honestly, this this is borderline a don't watch. I, I don't I don't get the point of it. If you watch it just as an individual movie, this movie infuriates me. It is not worth your time, it is not worth your effort, and it is not worth your money. Yeah, I don't I didn't mean to jump in on you like that, but I felt the exact same way. You take away the MCU like tagline. And this is a very, very below average movie for me. Yep. Uh, you know, and 
and I'll say this: if Captain Marvel is their, you know, their big hoo ha for the next chapter of what the MCU is going to look like, without Tony Stark and Captain America and all that stuff, I'm not very excited. I'm just not. Uh, it, I don't know what it is. Uh, so, so what would you? So I know you said uh, don't watch. I, I don't think you think it's that bad. Maybe you do. But uh, what what do you what do you actually rate the movie? Honestly, when I give my review, I give it with the assumption that you haven't seen it and you're genuinely looking for advice on whether or not you should watch it. If if I'm going in with that mindset, right, and you haven't um, followed the MCU strongly and stuff, I'm I'm gonna stick with it. Like it's 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 bad, but I'm gonna stick with it. It's a don't watch for me. It's oh, man. It, it's it's not a good movie independently in the least bit. It is the worst MCU movie uh, standalone that they have come out with. You think it's worse than Thor: Dark World? Hundred percent. Oh, hundred percent. And I was a big person who said that Dark World could not be beat in this in this light. <laughs> But it is so bad. Like, I am so disappointed with everything that they did in this movie, with everything they didn't do in this movie. I I am just disappointed as a moviegoer. Now, once again, if you come to me and ask me, hey, as a Marvel fan, how'd you feel about this movie? Then we probably have a different discussion. But this, this podcast isn't Marvel fix, it's movie fix. And as a movie, it's a don't watch. Yeah, I'm, man, I'm, like I said, I feel vindicated, man. I was so worried that uh, I was alone in this, but I'm so glad you're on board with me. Because um, I try to watch all these MCU movies as their own individual movie, as opposed to, you know, this greater universe thing they got going on, right? Right. Because I've said this in the past, all what makes the MCU work is not that it's one big universe, although that's a big part of it, right? Because they can do all the mashups and that sort of thing. They tell individual stories, but they're all just tied together by maybe one or two things, right? And most of the time, the big thing that connects all the movies is the dang post credit scene. Right, right. You know, so when I look at these MCU movies, I look at them individually. And, uh, you know, again, I'm obviously not quite as low as you, but I did say... You know, you take out that last 45, what, 30, 45 minutes once yeah. the flip happens. Yeah. Um, I think it's a pretty decent movie after that. And it's not just because it's more action-filled or whatever, because the whole movie is pretty action-packed. But I don't know. I feel like there was more to it after the big flip. Like, we, there was, we are in a generation, in my opinion, that if you spend 200 to $300 million on a movie budget and you get the actors that you did and you do the publicity that you did... It better be for more than just, oh, look at us, we're a piece in a larger puzzle. It better be a solid movie, and that's not what this is at all. Like, if you remove the MCU and you just release this, you would get smashed for it. It wouldn't even be close. Yeah, I'm, I don't know if I necessarily want to say, like, if there was no other Marvel movies and this came out, we would, you know, that I would feel this way about it. Um, just because, you know, it'd be like the first of its kind or whatever, you know, so it'd have that going forward of like, Hey, that's not a bad first attempt. Right. That's where I feel. I have now gotten on the good stuff. Right. I went from, you know, from, I don't know the best analogy for it, but I'm on the good stuff now. 
you know, I've had Infinity War. I've seen Black Panther. I've seen the Captain. I've seen the Captain America, you know, trilogy as a whole, which is the best thing about the MCU. Maybe outside of the Iron Man trilogy, which I know uh, the third one gets a lot of slack or a lot of flack. But I didn't mind it that bad because again, I'm not a more. I'm not a comic book guy, so I can watch it purely as a movie and appreciate it for what it is. Um, so I've seen a lot better from these guys. So I was, I'm with you that I was really disappointed in this. Um, so for the first time ever, guys, I am now going to slap a spoiler tag right here. And we are going to spoil the crap out of this. Um, so look, I'm okay with a lot of things, right? Like, a lot of uh, continuity in movies aren't necessarily a big issue for me. Here's where the issue comes in. The Tesseract at the end, okay? It is supposed to be with Howard Stark back in, the, I guess, the 60s or 70s, right? How did it end up from Howard Stark to this program to this underground bunker it was on that they found in Avengers, right? Like, how how does that work? Right. I guess, I guess what they're trying to go after is we're going to tell you that, right? And it is... I don't, I don't know. I didn't necessarily take problem with that specific aspect, if I'm being honest. Um, to be honest, until you mentioned it, I didn't even think about it in that way. Um, well, it, it's, it's not so much. It's not so much that they did it. It was more that man that test rack has changed a lot of hands, right? You know, without word of it getting out, quote unquote. Like, right. <laughs> it just I don't know. It just seemed really crazy, especially this top secret thing. Yet it seems like a lot of people should know about it at this point. Right. No, I I hear you on that. That's a valid question. That's one of those things that once again I didn't think about, but it would be interesting to get answers on, which I'm sure we will eventually. Yeah, and, and and then the other thing for me, I hated Goose. Goose was the most overrated part of this whole movie that people talked about. Oh, Goose is a scene still. It was a cat. It was literally a cat outside of the couple times it made me laugh when it turned out to be that Fleckler, Fleckler, or whatever the thing is called. And it ate some people. And I guess ate the Tesseract, right? Like, that it, was the only time in this whole movie I legitimately laughed. You were right on your statement before that typically MCU movies are filled with comedic relief, and that's kind of what makes them great and separates them, and they failed in that aspect in this movie. Uh, I did appreciate the cat, though, I, to be honest with you. that That's just me, though. But once again, I have, I have some background with comic books and stuff, so I... I appreciated that a little bit more than you would but i can see it from your perspective where it's just like everybody's talking about it everybody's talking about it oh it's just a cat you know what i mean yeah no and so and i think i think part of my problem honestly was is that i am now a little bit burnt out on superhero movies a little bit um, especially when you consider that DC's trying to do their thing, the Marvel people are trying to do their thing, and then you also have Suedo superhero with what, you know, Fox tried with the the Dark Universe, with the Mummy and that sort of thing. So it seems like everybody's trying to do some type of universe, some type of superhero or something or another. 
And I don't know, man. I, I really just feel kind of burned at this point. And I think that's what I have with this movie more than anything else, maybe. It's just fatigue on the genre. Um, and what? so what? what is the war with the Kree and the Scrolls? Like, are the... Are the Kree actually bad guys, or is the scroll really what they say? That like there was that sort of thing that really bothered me. It never gave any type of explanation for anything. Right. Um, I'll tell you what. I'm actually gonna stay away from that. the The reason I want to stay away from that is you'll find out, and we are in a spoiler section, so I'll say this: you'll find out how important the scrolls are when it comes to be later. And I think going into Endgame, I believe it's going to be a lot more important. So for you as a viewer, I don't want to say anything about that. And even in a spoiler section, I don't want to, because if you read the comic books, you'll already know what happens with them. So I want to avoid that section as much as possible, but I can tell you it was somewhat valid that they didn't explain everything with that war. How about that? Okay. Okay. That's fair enough. But just as a moviegoer, it really threw me off. Um, and then the last thing, I never bought into Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. Um, and I sure as hell did not get into this quote unquote relationship she supposedly had with Marvel. Um, I never felt any connection between those two. I never felt any type of connection between her and her Earth best friend. I don't even know her name, the one with the kid. I never felt any type of emotion for any of that stuff whatsoever. And that's what really killed the movie for me was there was zero emotion in this movie for me. Yeah. I felt Captain Marvel was overall a pretty emotionless character outside of, I don't know who I am. Great. That's how most origin stories are, right? That, that's Superman's plot line. Yep. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Brie Larson called a lot of scrutiny on herself, I think too, with all the pre-press to this movie. That I'm sure everybody heard about with the, well, if you review this poorly and you're a white male, you're just sexist, and that's that's why I don't want white males remove, reviewing my movie. And unfortunately, I I guess I kind of live up to that because here I am, a white male, and uh, oh, I, you and I, me, bro. I, I I thought I thought she was terrible. I I don't know everything about this movie down to its core was absolutely terrible as a moviegoer. Now, once again, we're not called Marvel Fix. Otherwise, we'd probably have a whole different conversation. But this was just top-to-bottom, acting-wise, CGI-wise, movie-wise, unimpressive. I, I don't know. Just unimpressive. Yeah, I'm with you. I, my big issues just came from what felt like inconsistency. And let's just talk about real quick. How Nick Fury lost his eye. That's just borderline asinine. Is that what happens in the comics? The cat scratches his eye? So there's actually a few different comics, if I believe correctly. So the weird thing about comics, and for those of you who read comics, you'll understand what I mean by this, is you can see one thing from one person's perspective and another from another person's perspective, but in a matter of different universes. And what that means is even from the world of Spider-Man, who is my absolute favorite superhero. If you look at what happened in his life, it's told nine different ways, depending on which comic you read. So there are comics that follow the line that the Captain Marvel MCU went with. 
Um, but there are other comics that would agree with you in the fact that that is asinine and that is not what happened. So it, it's, it, it was just stupid. It, yeah, that was the big, as a movie guy that knows nothing about comics really. And I'm once again, once again, though, right? We're not we're not Marvel fix. So if yeah. you're just watching a movie and you get told that's how a guy loses his eye, you're like, this is stupid. What is? Well, it's this? not just some guy. Is Nick Fury, but the guy that was there from the beginning. But in theory, as a moviegoer, right, you don't know that and you don't care about that because fair enough. I'm thinking of people who have maybe seen one or two of these, saw the Avengers, don't know what's happening, go into this movie and all of a sudden Samuel L. Jackson's random character loses an eye and, oh, okay, why do I care? You know what I mean? Like they very well, much made it to be a piece of the puzzle and not to really do anything. Yeah, no, I'm... See, when you say as a moviegoer, right, there's been 21 movies in 10 years. So I would assume that if you're a semi-consistent moviegoer, you've seen more than a few of your Marvel movies, you know. Uh, so that's why I say, you know, they, they should take into account that Nick Fury didn't lose his eye to a dang cat. Uh, and that's just kind of how it rolls. So I don't know, man. Get it? How it rolls? His eye? Ha-ha. Ha. Ha-ha. Ha. All right, so... I mean, unless you got something else to say, I'm done with this movie. Um, I don't have much desire to ever watch it again. Um, maybe I'll watch it with my girlfriend who still hasn't seen it or something. But beyond that, I'm, I'm out. Um, and, and like I said, maybe it's because I have a little bit of superhero fatigue. Because uh, it seems like that's all that's being made are these type of movies. Big CGI, big action type movies. Um, but yeah, I'm... I'm out. It's it's kind of the local fad of the day, if you will. Kind of like uh, how 10, 15 years ago it was all about vampires and werewolves and mystical creatures. Now we've moved on to superheroes. And you're right. It is it is everything. It is movies, video games, TV shows. Everything in mainstream media has just become obsessed with the superhero genre. And ones that aren't even super popular. Like... If you asked the average Joe 10 years ago who Captain Marvel was, they would think you were making someone up just based on the Marvel comic book name. They would have no clue who Captain Marvel is. So That's, that's very real. At, at, at this point, you're right. It is, it is getting a little fatiguing, but I didn't go in with that mindset, and I'm still disappointed. So I, I don't really know anymore what to do with it. I hear you, man. But... All right, so I guess that is our official review of Captain Marvel. Probably a little bit surprising for what some people in our audience were expecting. Um, but let me know in the Discord, and I guess Link too, since he's on this episode. Let us know what you actually thought of Captain Marvel. I know a couple of guys have put in their opinions um, and said that it was pretty good or whatever, you know. But, man, I, we got to have a little bit of a deeper conversation for Captain Marvel because I'm, I'm astounded that so many people like this movie. I really am. Um, so there's that. All right. So from here, we're going to transition into the news. All right. So uh, the big news for this week, uh, it appears that, and it's not even appears, I guess it's official. James Gunn is returning to Marvel. How about that? Um, and this is coming off of the fact that he's doing Suicide Squad 2, which we now know is a full reboot. Um, now, Link, what, what do you know about the 
James Gunn situation. Like, what are your overall thoughts on this? I think that James Gunn is terrific. That's not exactly a hot take. But what I think this signifies is bigger things for the future for Marvel. And I really hope that, like we just talked about on the last segment, the MCU isn't necessarily getting stale, but it's starting to get to the point where you can see that coming. Now, obviously, Endgame is going to be huge. And after that, we may start feeling a bit fatigued on the whole thing. I'm hoping James Gunn can do a fresh take, right? Because what I view Suicide Squad as is a fresh take into a superhero genre, right? So James Gunn, to me, can bring something like that to the MCU and really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Reboot us into it, if you will. Yeah, now, isn't he... um... Uh, isn't he also doing the the Superman spinoff or not spinoff, but the the kid Superman horror movie? Isn't that him? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so I think he's kind of in his wheelhouse when he when you talk about superhero movies. Um, but basically, if you don't know, James Gunn, um, uh, got removed from Marvel doing Captain uh, Guardians of the Galaxy three. Because there were some old tweets that came up from like 10, year, 10 or 15 years ago. Um, and I'm never a proponent of, or I'm never a, a supporter of let's fire somebody for something that happened 15, 20 years ago. Like obviously some things, you know, like if you actually raped somebody or, uh, you know, if he killed somebody, stuff like that, I'm all for. But because he made some jokes about, you know, pedophilia and that sort of thing. Like at the end of the day, they're jokes. Um, I don't know. I don't know quite how I feel about it. Um, but I just know that I'm not going to demonize somebody for something that was obviously a joke from 15 years ago or however long ago it was. Um, just seems a, a little bit weird because the, the times have changed rapidly in the last 10 years uh, as far as what you can and can't get away with. So, you know, it is what it is, but so that's why he's coming back. Um, I'm right there with you. Uh, I'm not, I've been saying this for a little while. I'm not the biggest, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy fan. Um, mainly because the first one got so hyped up that I couldn't really enjoy the first one. Um, cause no matter what, it would never live up to the hype and it wasn't, and it was a good movie, I guess, but it wasn't like this all time great movie. And then I really didn't care for Guardians of the Galaxy 2. It was okay. It had its moments. Um, but for the most part, I'm just not a big Guardians of the Galaxy guy. Um, so the fact that he's coming back is uh, good for Marvel, I think. Um, just because he's a veteran, he knows what he's doing. It's obvious he knows what he's doing. He makes money on everything he does. Um, and I'm hoping that, much like you, that there's a little bit of rejuvenation there for me with one of his solo movies. Um, and, you know, the good thing is, is that we're not getting another Marvel movie. There's the Spider-Man uh, Far From Home movie that's coming out in July, uh, which I guess is a prequel to Endgame. And then there's not another Marvel movie up until next year sometime, like August of next year, so August of 2020. So we are going to get a little bit of a break from Marvel movies in general. Um, so, yeah, I don't... You know, I'm excited for it, um, but at the same time, I do think it is a little bit hypocritical on Disney's part. Uh, basically, he got fired from Marvel, got put on with DC, 
got helmed, you know, the the job of doing Suicide Squad 2. And now Disney suddenly brings him back. You know, so it just seems a little bit hypocritical to me in that stance. Uh, but I am very excited that he's doing a full reboot on Suicide Squad. So there is that. Yeah, I'm excited about the new Suicide Squad. And obviously we're starting to get more and more details. I think the first thing that kind of tipped us off was the news that Will Smith won't be doing his part anymore. And that Idris Elba was a pretty much lock. I'm not sure if he's confirmed to do uh, Will Smith's old role or not. But I believe he is. And that actually kind of excited me. Normally I'm not in favor of a one movie four years later reboot. But I do think it's got a good motion that it's going in, if that makes sense. I mean, I don't know. I'm all about doing a reboot if you need to. You know, like, I'm not super angry about uh, the X-Men doing Dark Phoenix again. You know, um, I know that's Fox, but I'm not super upset about that. But uh, when me and Nick talked, you know, when he was on for episode two, I've already seen the movie. You know, that's like the big thing. Because they're doing Dark Phoenix, much not so much, you know, a redoing of some other tale. It is almost, it's the same story, just different actors and actresses. And I don't necessarily know how I feel about that. But I'm all for doing reboots. I'm all about, you know, Days of Future Past. Yeah, let's reboot this thing. Let's correct it. All that kind of stuff. I'm all for it. Um, so I'm cool with it being a complete reboot. And I'm very excited for it because I think, Suicide Squad had good moments in it. It just kind of fell apart. Um, and I also think I was one of the few that really liked uh, Jared Leto as an actor. And I thought his Joker was okay. I kind of saw it just as a different spin on the Joker. And obviously it's not a Heath Ledger Joker. Um, but I didn't think it was that bad. But I do think that there was more to that movie that they cut out uh for suicide squad and i think jared leto got misled on what the movie was and how much he was going to be in it and how much the joker actually played a role in the movie uh so i think there was a lot of uh you know getting the short end of the stick as far as it goes with suicide squad right yeah i can definitely see that that's a fair point you know so i didn't absolutely hate suicide squad but i can definitely you know agree that it wasn't a really good movie um so let us know in the Discord. Uh, what do you think about James Gunn coming back uh, to Marvel to do Guardians of the Galaxy three? Are you excited for the new Suicide Squad reboot? Um, and also, are you excited for what's that movie called? Burn Bright, the the Superman child horror movie, not Superman child horror movie, right? Mm, it may uh, so, be called Burn Bright. I'm not sure. Maybe Brightburn. It's something like that. I, yeah. You know, it's coming out Memorial Day, and I'm totally there. So right. no matter what. Uh, so let us know what you think about. This James Gunn stuff and and just how you feel. Let us know how you feel. And this next topic I want to talk about was Movie Pass is apparently bringing back their unlimited plan. Uh, now, if you don't know anything about Movie Pass, they came out I guess about two years ago, and they said, "Hey, you can watch any movie you want to for ten dollars a month." And boy, did a lot of people jump on that because it was too good of a deal to pass up. So time went by, and uh, and I myself was on this, and Link, I believe you said you were as well. You were on the movie pass train. Correct. Yeah. Um, and so, basically, as time went by, they started doing uh, 
what they would call surcharges or surge pricing for a time of day if the movie was at its peak, right? Peak pricing, I think they called it. Right. Not a huge deal, but the system was very, very flawed. It was obvious they were just pining for money. So then they say, okay, we're going to limit what you can watch to three movies a week. But they ended up dictating what you could watch. And then they went back to Unlimited, but again, they could block out movies whenever they wanted to. So there would be whole spans of weeks where you might not be able to see a movie until the third or fourth week out. Um, but now apparently they're bringing it back. Unlimited movies, I think it's seventeen ninety five. I believe is what the article says. Um, might be even fourteen ninety five, but basically around the same price as what the AMC is doing, that sort of thing. Um, and let me tell you folks, don't do it. Do not trust MoviePass. They are going to fold like an omelet. Okay. Um, Link, what, what are your overall thoughts on this MoviePass thing we got going on here? Man, you just said fold like an omelet. I love that. I'm, In I'm casual gonna, conversation, can I just say? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to have to, <laughs> I'm going to have to borrow that at some point. Anyway, MoviePass, I was on the MoviePass train. My parents had got it for a year, uh, the subscription, and got maybe six, seven, eight months worth out of it. Um, and my parents are the kind to definitely get their money's worth. They got a year's subscription worth probably within the first two or three weeks, just based on how many movies they see. But I got on the train a little bit late. Uh, my wife and I decided to do the monthly plan. And we were making our money back. We were probably seeing two to three movies a month. And being, I thought, fair to the company. Uh, there were a couple instances where we would have to contact support. But overall, we felt, this is great. But then my analytical mind started kicking in. And my father's a really good businessman. And him and I sat down and kind of looked and looked into it. I didn't understand how they were surviving as a business. And I said this probably two months before they really started going downhill and eventually had to shut down and ask for money from a bank in order to reopen. Um, but I think apps like this are just too good to be true. There was another one that arose in MoviePass's uh, wake called Cinemia, S-I-N-E-M-I-A. Uh, and just recently, they started calling some of their customers fraud customers because they were seeing too many movies. And it came into be that it was just the people on the quote-unquote unlimited plan um, that had paid for it. Another one my parents got wrapped up in uh, and upon contacting support, you don't receive any message back. They have official support lines on Twitter, Facebook, all this. Uh, so basically, I'm here echoing and even yelling what Coach is saying. Do not fall for this. Uh, they will fold like an omelet. I, li I like that. I really like that. Because <laughs> truly, they will. They they cannot sustain a business to where you pay $17 and they wind up shelling out hundreds of dollars to these different movie theaters. It is just not sustainable in the slightest. And if they were to go through and reanalyze and maybe team up with one or two theater brands like uh, AMC and Regal and say, hey, you get this plus a 15% discount at their concession or something to that effect, then maybe it could sustain because they could work out independent contracts with that. But the way they were doing it is you could go to any movie theater at any time. And, of course, this is a year ago when it was first picking up before they put all the restrictions on. Any movie theater, any time, get a ticket, walk up, 
pay for it with a self debit card that they give you. They didn't even give you a code for it. So they were just straight paying that money every single time and not even thinking about it. And some of these movie theaters, like I know I live in Florida, but my dad was working in New York. He would go to a theater up in New York City and they would charge him $25 for a ticket. Not that he really cared because he had movie pass. But my point is he paid $15 a month for the subscription and they were shoving out $25 every time he saw a movie. It just business-wise never made sense. And so, he was paying $10 a month. Yeah, or, or whatever it was. <laughs> I, I can't even remember. That's the point. And they, it, the reason businesses like this can succeed is they count on you not seeing enough movies to make your money back. And granted, some people do. I'm sure there were some clientele who would pay the monthly service and just not go see a movie. I'm not one of those people. I'm going to go see the movie and I'm going to go see a lot of movies and I, I just don't know how it's sustained. So like coach said, I would, I would even go so far as to say, maybe trust them, but after a period of time where they've proven themselves like a year or so, you know, I wouldn't even say if you're cool with it, you know, maybe just try the monthly and see how long you can ride the wave. I mean, that's more or less what I did, you know, when I first got movie pass was that's because fair. was because, you know, well, hey, it's ten dollars a month, you know, at the time, which is a little bit less than the seventeen ninety five, whatever they're doing now. Hey, that's you know, that's nothing. That's a meal at McDonald's or something, right? So let's just pay up the ten bucks and go see how many movies I want. And that's what I did. And I saw like thirty five movies in the time that I had her. So I mean, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely the guy that abused the system. Um so I would just take it with a grain of salt, but if you want to try it, sure, go for it. But I would not definitely not subscribe to the year or the six months or whatever. Um, I would definitely just maybe go month to month and even then maybe have it on a separate credit card because they did have uh, issues where they were charging people still even after they canceled, me being one of them. They had me for like two months before I recognized it, and then me I had too. to call support to cancel. Uh, so I would maybe try to get like a – I don't know about maybe a PayPal, but some type of a secondary, not directly linked to your bank account type situation to go with them. Um, but if it works, great. Because um, that was the original hope, the point that you made, was that they thought they would get all this data that they could sell to movie companies. You know, right. of demographic statistics and what people were seeing, when they were seeing them, that sort of thing. Where they and, would go to eat before and stuff like that. And it was it's a good genius idea, right? But it just didn't work out to where they could sustain. Well, because they ticked off a lot of movie theaters. Right. Um, because people... You know, for those that, d that aren't in the know, people would get these movie tickets for free and then sell them for five bucks outside the theater. And so you'd have people that went to see, uh, you know, 30 movies in 30 days, but they might only saw actually three or four of them just because they were selling tickets on the side. So, you know, that's why movie pass is what it is, but I wouldn't trust them to save my life. Uh, you know, uh, so... Just be weary. Uh, if you want to give them a shot, like I said, maybe go buy the month on a third-party debit card or something crazy like that uh, just to make sure that they don't actually have access to your money. And that's all we got for the news. So now we are going to transition right into the reader mail. All right, so now we're going to jump right into reader mail, and our reader mail this week uh, comes in from Mavcop, and I'm not going to read the full uh, statement that he had, but here's basically his questions. What movies will be surprising? What movies will be the year's biggest? 
And I'm also going to throw in there like probably the most disappointing movie uh, of the year. And right now it's definitely Captain Marvel. I mean, I, whew, as far as the hype goes. Um, but so let's talk about just a couple of movies that are coming out that are pretty anticipated. Uh, and we're getting this off a website of just top 15 most anticipated. Um, so I just kind of want to talk about and run through some of these and just kind of give our general thoughts on it. Uh, but so the next big one that's coming out, obviously for me is going to be us, uh, the Jordan Peele movie that's coming out this weekend. Uh, and you know, that's coming out in the upcoming movies for this weekend, but I'm very hyped about that. Um, so I'm, I'm super psyched about it. Are you excited to see that movie at all? Is it the, you know, the horror movie, Jordan Peele stuff? I think I'm excited to see it from a storytelling standpoint. Um, I'm not a big horror movie fan, if you will. Uh, but I think seeing Jordan Peele evolve into what he has recently is exciting for me. So, yeah, short answer, I am. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, so, uh, beyond that, uh, there's also Dumbo coming out uh, in a couple of weeks. You know, it's going to be what it's going to be. Uh, not much to say there. But probably the next, quote-unquote, real, real big outside of Dumbo is going to be uh, Shazam is coming out in three weeks right three weeks yeah um i'm excited to see this movie and link i know you said you're excited uh but it would not surprise me if this movie just flops hard what i i, I don't think it'll flop i think when you say flop do you mean in performance or do you mean in like the actual movie like in terms of the actual movie just not being a great movie like like it wouldn't surprise me knowing if it's like a decent movie um like i don't expect it to be an atrocity um but uh, I'm not expecting it to be this, you know, all-time cinematic adventure type thing. Right. I, I think it'll. I think it'll be solid. That's my opinion. And you're right. It could flop. But I don't even want to think about that, especially after the disaster that was Captain Marvel. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Uh, the next big one is Pet Cemetery. Uh, this one's getting a lot of hype. Um, I'm not too sure how excited I am to actually see it, although I do plan on seeing it. So there's that. This is the Stephen King-based movie about a pet cemetery. Uh, do you have any thoughts on Pet Cemetery? Yeah. Um, so this is a remake of a movie that's already been out for Pet Cemetery, I believe. Uh, once again, not into the whole horror genre. However, this is the kind of movie that I think my wife will want to see, so we'll eventually go see. But an interesting note for Pet Cemetery is it actually comes out on the same weekend as Shazam. So ah. I, I, it'll be interesting to see those two compete. I believe ultimately Shazam is going to win out in that one. But I do think it'll be interesting, especially that opening weekend. I'm excited to see the numbers for it. Oh, yeah. I mean, Shazam's going to blow it out of the water just because Shazam is a more quote-unquote family-friendly film. You know, so as far as the numbers, uh, but it'll be interesting to look at. Um, really what's coming out next is Hellboy. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, am I excited for it? I don't know. I, I think Hellboy has a chance to be good, but we'll have to wait and see on that one. Um, after that, we also have the big one, the daddy of them all, the Avengers Endgame. Um, I'm super, I'm still super hyped for Endgame, even after Captain Marvel. Um, you know, just because it is a 10 year build up to this event. I'm super, super hyped. Um, what are, how hyped are you for Endgame? I, I'm extremely hyped. I'm a big MCU fan and seeing something come to head 
with uh, Endgame. I think it'll be exciting, but I'd like to make a little bold statement for you that you can Go put me it. on the record for. This year, domestically and box office, Avengers Endgame, for the first time in this, the franchise's history, will not be the number one grossing movie. Ooh. Yep. I bet I could guess who you think the number one grossing movie is going to be. Hmm? We'll see. I bet I could guess who. I, I would... Go so far to say that you think maybe the new Star Wars would be top grossing. No, actually, that that is Whoa. that that is not it. Yeah, I uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty excited now. Now I got you on the ropes. Yeah, I'm anxious to hear this. All right, so moving on from that, uh, we have Detective Pikachu coming out. Uh, this looks super good. I'm excited to see it. Um, I'm all over this. Uh, what What are your thoughts on this? This will be the number one grossing movie of the year. You um, know what? That actually makes a whole lot of sense when you say it. Detective Pikachu is the the one thing that keeps this back, and the one thing that we don't know and has not been confirmed is the rating on it. If the rating is PG thirteen, I believe this wins the the movie of the year in terms of the gross domestic profit. But um, if it's R, that puts a challenge on it. But I think uh, I think they can keep it PG-13 and still have a pretty quality movie. I am beyond hype for this movie. Um, if I can only see one movie this year, or realistically for the next two to three years, it would be this movie. It wouldn't even be Endgame. So that's just me. Do you really think that they would put a, a, a R rating on Detective Pikachu? I mean, or are you saying that is between if it's between PG and PG-13? No, I, I met PG-13 and R. Um, the only reason I would say that is Ryan Reynolds himself came out multiple times and said, hey, listen, this is not a kid's movie. Don't take your kids to it, blah, 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 blah. I think that it would be a mistake for it to have an R rating, and I really hope it has a PG-13 rating just for its sake. But I, I do think it is a possibility, right? It's a Ryan Reynolds-based Pikachu movie, and I get it's Pokemon, but it's... It's Ryan Reynolds, so you really never know. But it hasn't been confirmed, at least as of today, whether or not it's going to be R or PT-13, and those are the two that people are kind of wobbling between. So we'll see. I guess I never considered it, but you're actually right. So that'll be an interesting one to watch, but I'm totally there to watch it. I'm very excited. Uh, Let's see. Uh, John Wick, Chapter 3, Parabellum. Super hyped about this. Not much more to say, but I think this is going to be a solid movie. Although I do think that Chapter 3 is going to be weaker than the other two. Yeah, John Wick for me, just for me, and I know this is going to lose a lot of credit for me here, has never been like a super hype movie. Um, It's good. It was a good watch, but I never got on board with the whole John Wick, oh my gosh, it's John Wick kind of just i've never seen a movie come out of nowhere and just get so much hype over it and it's first and second movie did that i i'll enjoy watching the third one but i can't say my level of hype is anywhere near half the other movies on this list yeah no i mean i it's definitely on the bottom of the pole for me as far as like what i'm super anxious to see i guess um as far as like overall throughout the year but I'm definitely going to give this a watch and be happy that I'm there, you know. Uh, after that Memorial Day weekend, we got Aladdin. Um, I think this movie is going to kill it. Um, you know, I think it's going to do better than, like, Dumbo will, for example. Um, but very excited to see Aladdin. Uh, I don't think they can really screw it up. I, I think it's going to be difficult to screw it up. Um, you know, I mean, do you agree with the assessment on that? 
um, if I can jump ahead of you a little bit, I, I don't want to steal your thunder, but I know you're about to name some more, but Disney, for whatever reason, 2019 is just Disney's year to come out with all these cartoons, whether they be live action or still animated, whether it be Toy Story, Aladdin, Dumbo, uh, Lion King, all, all these, and I'm sure we'll get into these, but it, it is crazy just looking at a list on this website um, like you said, we're looking at this uh, website for 15 movies that are highly anticipated. I think five of them are just Disney uh, franchises that have been around forever, i.e. Aladdin or Toy Story. Um, and to me, that that's just crazy. But yes, to answer your question, I think this movie will be great. Oh, look, uh, this is Disney's world and we're just living in it. You know, uh, true, true. that's just how it is. Uh, so no, it does not surprise me at all. Uh, so let's see here. The next one we have coming up is uh, Toy Story Four. Um, big shout out though to Rocket Man, uh, which is the Elton John biopic. Uh, I'm super excited for that. And then also to throw in there is Godzilla, King of the Monsters is coming out. Uh, I don't know quite how to feel about the Godzilla movie, but um. That one might be the most surprising in that it might be good, but I'm not holding my breath because I have yet to see a Godzilla movie that was great. Um, so there's that. Uh, and then after that, you know, you start talking about uh, just a couple honorable mentions. Secret Life of Pets 2, yay. Dark Phoenix is going to bomb so hard it's, you know, going to be just awful. I think I don't think it ends up being very good. Um and then we also have the Men in Black sequel that's coming out. Uh, and then the Chucky remake is coming out in the summer as opposed to October, which is a little bit weird. And then we get to one of the other big ones in Toy Story 4. Uh, now, me and, Mick, me and Nick talked about this in episode 2. Um, what's the purpose of Toy Story 4? You know, I mean, obviously to make money. But beyond the money aspect, why is there a Toy Story 4? You know, they, were, they should have been done with 3, in my opinion. Um, cause it wrapped up the series so nicely. Um, but am I going to go see Toy Story 4? Yes, I am. I, I like that. I like that. What's the point of this? But I will be there. <laughs> oh yeah. No, like it's totally a thing. Like, I don't know where they can take the story. And the first trailer actually dropped, like the first actual trailer, uh, came out, I guess it was two days ago, maybe Monday, maybe Tuesday. I can't quite remember, but you know, it seems like Woody goes off and has some type of adventure because he falls out of a window chasing after the spork, um, ends up at a carnival, and the gang goes after him. So it seems, at the moment, very um, surface level in terms of depth, uh, which I'm not super excited about, but we'll see how it goes. Um, so I'm excited for it, and I'm planning on seeing it. I'm going to enjoy being there, I know. But, you know, like I said, what's the overall point of it? Um, next we have, uh, we have another, uh, Annabelle sequel that's supposed to be coming out. We'll see. Um, next we have Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, very excited about that. Anytime you get more Spider-Man, it's always exciting. Um, but again, superhero fatigue. We'll see. Uh, how, I know you said Spider-Man is your favorite superhero. So, I mean, how, how stoked are you for Spider-Man? Um, I always get stoked for these movies. Like, I can't help it. They they get up nine back to back to back in the same weekend, and I, I would go see them all. So uh, my opinion is going to be kind of irrelevant here because I'll tell you, I'm hyped for this movie like crazy. I, I always get super giddy and excited to go see a Spider-Man movie. 
Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, and then after that, we have the live action Lion King. Um, count me in. Anytime you have Donald Glover and anything, I'll go watch it. Um, yeah, I'm just all over it. Um, very excited about, like you said, this is the year of Disney. Uh, so I'm, and I imagine you're pretty excited to at least see it. Um, how excited you actually be to watch it? You know, we'll see. But I'm I'm going to be there to watch it. You know, so. Um, there's that. Uh, Once upon a time in Hollywood, Quentin Tarantino, Leo DeCap, Brad Pitt. I'm all over it. I'm there. Um, then we also have the Hobbs and Shaw movie that's coming out. Um, don't quite know how I feel about that, but a lot of people hated on it when it first dropped the trailer. But I'll tell you what, I'm all about just a good action flick. So I will be there to watch this movie. I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, and from there, the Autumn is Foul movie comes out. For some reason, Angry Birds 2 is coming out great uh it chapter two however totally 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 pumped what do you are you i know you said you're not a big horror fan but did you see the first it that came out a couple weeks uh, a couple years ago i did well the remake of it anyway um i I didn't see the original one i believe but i i'm not super excited man i'm sorry i wish i could be there with you but that's probably what i won't be there for yeah, I'm, man, I'm so pumped for that. It's James McAvoy, Jessica Chastain, you know, Bill Hader. Just, ooh, give it to me. Oh, man, September can't come fast enough. Oh, God. All right, the next big one I want to talk about is the Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix. Man, listen, if there's ever an actor that doesn't get appreciated enough, there's two guys in this category for me that I'll watch anything, and I know they're going to be great in it. That is Daniel Day-Lewis and Joaquin Phoenix. My God, I'm so excited for this movie. I cannot tell you how excited I am. Um, it might be a bad movie. I don't know. But I have yet to see a Joaquin Phoenix movie that I didn't at least like. Uh, where, where are you sitting with the Joker movie? With the Joker movie in specific, I'm excited. But not like anxiously looking forward to it in the same way I am Avengers or Pikachu or Spider-Man. I think you're right in the fact that Joaquin Phoenix is an amazing actor. Uh, I've never really thought of him, thought of him as underappreciated, but I, I can respect that point. He's one of those actors that, oh, Joaquin Phoenix is in it. The movie can't be too bad. You know what I mean? So oh, I yeah. can appreciate no. that. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I just haven't seen anything with him. I didn't like in it. Um, so I'm, I'm all over this movie. I'm super pumped about it. And I also like, uh, you know, those darker, grittier movies, which this movie appears to be. So I'm very excited to see the first trailer. I normally don't get hyped for trailers, but I'm actually excited to see what that movie is going to look like. Uh, and then there's the Zombieland tre- uh, sequel coming out. Uh, Adam's Family is getting a reboot. Uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, I want to give a shout out. That's the um, Fred Rogers kind of biopic. I'm uh, very excited about that. The second Maleficent movie is coming out. So, again, another Disney movie. Uh, Charlie's Angels is getting a reboot this year, if you didn't know. Um, you know, and then there's the third Kingsman movie. Uh, so, there's that. Very excited about that. Sonic the Hedgehog is coming out. Frozen 2. Oh, boy. Are we not ready for another Let It Go? I'm all about this, man. I'm so pumped for Frozen 2. I, uh, once again, I can't echo your sentiment. Like we're getting in, <laughs> we're getting into the, the point of movies th- down the year to where 
I can't really speak to them. Like even my favorite series of all time that you're going to get to, and I'll, I'll just jump ahead of you here. Star Wars has a movie coming out, right? But like, I can't get excited because I haven't seen any material on it except for the original logo plus a number after it, like with Frozen 2. So it's it's hard for me to jump on board. I see you trying to rope me into the uh, Frozen Wonderland, though. So may, maybe I'll come with you on that ride. Yeah, man. Hey, you got to jump on board, man. Sing the songs, you know. Uh, so, and then in December, uh, and according to the side I'm on, it, it has Jumanji 2. I don't know if that's actually confirmed or not. Uh, but then there's also Star Wars Episode Nine, which here we are in March, and we still don't have uh, a title for it. Um, I thought for sure the Super Bowl would be when they drop the first trailer, drop a title, something. Um, and I know there's like some sort of Star Wars convention, something or another that's going on uh, here in the near future. Like maybe, uh, you know, maybe May, I want to say. Uh, maybe even mid to late April. So I know we'll get the title soon, but what is what is your hype level for Star Wars? Star Wars is up there with me uh, with Spider-Man to where I won't say they can do no wrong because they have, but they will always excite me and I will always be hyped to see it. But once again, here we sit in March, right? Mid-March. I can't realistically say, yeah, I'm super pumped for this movie because I don't know what it is. But at the same time, you can bet that I'll be there. Oh, yeah. Why does this movie exist, but I'm going to be there? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, that should man. be a t-shirt. I like that. Hey, maybe. Maybe I should make a t-shirt. Get some movie fix t-shirts. Um, so there's like the rundown for the rest of the year. Now, I know you mentioned Detective Pikachu. Which movie do you think is going to be the biggest bomb out of, you know, obviously you don't know all the movies off the top of your head, but what movie do you think is going to be the biggest bomb? Um, so I know your answer to this, so I'll let you have that one. If if I were to pick one single movie that I think overall just isn't going to lit. When you say bomb, it's important to clarify. Are we talking about performance in terms of money or actual movie? I think, I think we have to kind of consider both. Right, um, but more movie than actual money made, you know, because like Aquaman made a crap ton of money, but it wasn't a great movie. Um, so, so movie for me, uh, once again, I'm gonna go against myself and just sound crazy to anybody who's actually listening to the podcast. I'm gonna say the Spider-Man movie is gonna be the biggest disappointment for me, just because of what I just sat through with Captain Marvel. I'm assuming that's not an option, right? Like I can't say Captain Marvel because we've already seen that. We already know. But if I was to say a future one, I would say Spider-Man just because of the bomb and the utter disgrace of which that movie Captain Marvel was. I think Spider-Man really set itself up to where it needs to succeed a lot or it's a failure. And so in my mind, that will probably be the bomb of the year, as much as I hate saying that. Um, I really hope it does well, and finance-wise, it's going to do perfect, as usual. But I really, really hope it it is not as bad as I foresee it being. Yeah, I'm right there with you. So just out of curiosity, which one do you think I'm going with as my biggest bomb for the year? Um, I believe we we had already talked about this, right? Uh, that you thought Dark Phoenix was just going to be the 
worst bombing since uh I don't I don't know an analogy I can use. Uh <laughs> Yeah. Well, but, I was yeah. going I was going to put a little bit of an inappropriate analogy, but I decided against it. Um, but yeah, easily Dark Phoenix for me for the budget and the expectation, like when it was announced, uh, before, uh, Apocalypse came out when they said, Hey, we're going to do the Dark Phoenix timeline mm-hmm. again or whatever, you know, story arc. And yeah, that's going to be, and I know that's like an easy one to get away with, you know, in terms of what movies, but the other one on my list might be the Godzilla movie, uh, just in terms of hype and how it actually does. Um, I don't think it'll be that great. And then actually my other kind of quote unquote surprise is going to be Dumbo. I don't know how many people are actually excited to see the live action Dumbo because Dumbo is kind of one of those forgotten Disney movies. When you think about all the great Disney movies, Dumbo sometimes get pushed to the back, right? Like it's iconic. But I don't know how many people actually remember the story of Dumbo. Yeah, I am on the record on Nerd to the Third of saying that Dumbo is going to be a good movie. So I can't back out of that now. That we, we all kind of made bold statements a couple episodes ago. And mine was that Dumbo is going to surprise a lot of people for how good it is if you actually give it a shot. Uh, but I am there with you in the fact that I believe that it will bomb in box office because to make a full-fledged Dumbo live-action movie, they probably, just a guess, probably threw $200 million at it because, hey, it's Disney, why not, right? Yeah. So I don't know that it lives up to that just in terms of box office. But I think if people actually give it a shot and watch it, like it has a lot of talent in there. So I think it's going to be one of those movies that you never cared to watch, and then when you do, you're like, wow. That was actually good. Oh, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I expect the movie to be good. I just don't know if box office-wise it's going to be that great, like as far as the buzz goes, you know. Right, right. Um, Because it's kind of sandwiched in between us and Shazam. Um, So, you know, we'll see how it all goes. But uh, that's kind of like my disappointment for like the most quote-unquote disappointment in terms of the actual hype of it. Um, Now... As far as the most surprising movie of the year, I'm going to go with Joker. I I know there's some hype to it, but I think Joker is going to be, you know, I'm I'm hoping and praying, and I think it really can because, again, Joaquin Phoenix is a part of it, and he doesn't do anything that's crap. He really doesn't. Um, Now, you might not like those type of movies, but the movies themselves are good. Um I think Joker is going to be one of those movies where there's not a ton of expectation, um, but it's going to smash. I think it's going to be a great, great, great movie. Yeah, I could picture that. I think depending on who the full cast is, and we don't know every detail yet, uh, that movie could be very good, and I agree with you. I guess for mine... In one way, I'd say it's Detective Pikachu and the fact that I think it's going to do better than people even expect. And I already told you my opinion that it's going to be the number one grossing movie. Uh, But my sleeper pick for the year, what I'm actually pretty excited for, is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the Tarantino movie. Um, I'm one of the people who thinks that Margot Robbie and Leonardo DiCaprio can't miss uh, whenever they're on screen. And I think the movie is actually going to be really, really good. Uh, Unfortunately, I think it comes out late July, if I remember. Uh, That means we haven't gotten a whole lot of information on it yet. 
Um, but as more and more stuff comes out for it, I get more and more excited. And uh, for those of you who listen to Nerd to the Third, uh, Nate, one of his big things is one of my big things in that if the movie has a killer poster for whatever reason that drags us in, uh, which is, of course, what it's meant to do. Um, and I think this movie is starting to get to that, to where I'm seeing different um, aesthetically pleasing things that are making me more and more and more excited. I mean, not to mention Quentin Tarantino. Like, come on, give give the man a chance. Like, he deserves that from you. So, Oh, yeah. I'm all, I'm all on board on that movie. And Leo DiCaprio's in it. I mean, I think Leonardo DiCaprio is, like, one of the greatest actors of our time. You know, um, at, at a certain point when all your movies are good, there's a common factor. You know what I mean? So uh, I think Leo DiCaprio is just great, 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 great. And I think uh, Quentin Tarantino is really good as well. Um, so I'm all about it. I'm there. I'm going to see it. I'm very excited about it. Uh, so I guess that's, you know, going to wrap up this little section here. So uh, let us know in the Discord uh, what movies you think are going to be surprising what movies you're excited for what movies you think are going to bomb um and just let us know in the discord and link uh you know the last thing we always want to end the show on is the upcoming movies for this weekend for the upcoming weekend and this weekend we have us which is the jordan peele movie i'm super excited to see it i'm going to go see it tomorrow night um i know you said you're not super into horror movies but you said you're anxious to kind of see slash hear how it is story-wise, right? Is that where you sit on it? Right. So, obviously, his last movie he came out with, which is, the title's escaping me. What What is Get it? Get Out. Get Out. Um, that movie, to me, was a in some ways a masterpiece and in some ways a flop. Um, I think that Jordan Peele, as a mind, just in hearing interviews from him about what he thinks uh, when he produces writes directs whatever he does with a movie is actually really encouraging and so i'm excited to see him continue that and i hope he continues no matter what that is to say if us for whatever reason doesn't do well which at this point i think it's far enough removed from captain marvel to where it's gonna pull audience and it my guess is first weekend probably 60 to 70 million like pretty decent numbers if if he goes out and keeps doing this and gets better and better and better he can out of nowhere become one of the best names from our generation which three years ago with what he was doing you know key and peel and everything else obviously you wouldn't have thought of so i just hope he continues going and that is why i'm willing to quote unquote suck it up and see a horror movie just to see his storytelling I mean, it's hard to believe that Jordan Peele went from making a movie about a cat to get out in this movie. It's insane career arc. I mean, there's going to be a movie about Jordan Peele one day. I'm I'm just convinced of it. Um, and I'm, you know, that's kind of ironic, but I'm very excited about that movie. So you're totally right. I totally agree with you. Uh, so Link, that pretty much wraps us up, man. I really appreciate you being on the show today. Uh, well, thank you for having me. And as a uh, as a little thank you from, I guess, the PR side of TX3, I actually have a surprise for you and your listeners. Oh, um, boy. Go for it. So what I want to do is a giveaway in the Discord, but only specifically for this podcast, which means 
Only those of you who have listened to this point will know that this is coming. So pretty much the only way you have to enter, it's going to be pretty simple. I am going to make a post in the Discord after we stop recording. Um, That post is going to say, check out uh, the new uh, movie fix with your boy Coach, and I'll tag him in it and stuff. All you have to do to enter is react to that post. And so I'll give it a little bit of time, probably five, six days. And then after that, we'll draw a winner. And even if it's only one, if it's two, I don't care how many we have, you're entered. Um, I won't tell you what the prize is yet because I have a history of not revealing the prize till the end. Uh, But I can tell you it's worth clicking a reaction button for. So if you're not on our Discord, we always put the link in the description of the show. Be sure to check it out. Come find us on Twitter at TX3Productions. Uh, And yeah, I look forward to possibly being back on the show in a little bit and complaining about Spider-Man or whatever the MCU is doing at that point. Oh, man. Hey, look, just know you're always welcome uh, to come on the show, man. You just got to hit me up and let me know. Um, well, thank you. Thank you. You know, so so where can people find you outside of the TX3 family? You know, do you have a Twitter or anything like that you want to plug in? So I do, uh, but for me, the easiest way to get in contact with me now is just through TX3 because, once again, I have a hold on all the social media, uh, the Discord, everything like that. So if you're in there and you're in that community, guys, like, I see you, I hear you, and that's the best way to get a hold of me. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, like I said, Link, man, it's been great to have you on. Um, very, very thankful for you. Uh, and uh, for all you listeners out there, I know this is, podcast is going a little bit longer than we normally want it to, but we kind of threw in a little bit of a spoiler, which I've kind of said in the past we're not going to do, but there's been a couple weeks going by, so uh, you got a little bit of a bonus today. And then you got the bonus of the giveaway, which is super, super exciting. So just thank you all for listening, and I hope that you have had your movie 